0: welcome to off the rock on the record a podcast by obsidian public relations in season five we're focusing on all things customer service from online reviews to in-house management if you're a business of any type there's something that you can learn on this season off the rock on the record All right. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Off the Rock on the Record. I'm here with Gracie. And if you've listened to Off the Rock on the Record before, you know that Gracie is one of our social media experts in the office. And since this whole series is about customer service, today we're talking about one of the most important elements of customer service on the internet, which is digital reviews. So there's a lot of controversy surrounding digital reviews. I've heard stories of brands feeling like their reviews have been used to weaponize their audience against them, and then some businesses really use them as an opportunity to showcase their customer service. So, we've titled today's episode, Digital Reviews, Bullies, or Opportunities. So, thanks for joining me, Gracie. Thank you for having me. So, before we even start talking about the essence of digital reviews, I wanted to ask you, how do you even get your hands around all of the different sites that have to be monitored when you're looking at your reviews?
1: Yeah, there's a lot. Um, here at Obsidian, Glassdoor and Indeed are two places that we monitor for employee reviews because you know those platforms are two platforms where people can go search and apply for jobs. So that's typically where you're going to go see um, where your employees are leaving reviews. Um, for me, I have a lot of restaurant clients, so we monitor places like Yelp for those customer reviews. And then the most obvious ones are your Google reviews and your Facebook reviews. Um, On Facebook, there's a recommendation tab for each business account where people can go and leave reviews about your business. So um, for your business, just take a look at what's out there, determine which sites are getting the most traffic, um, and then from there, just make sure that you own those pages so that you can go out and monitor them daily, um, see what's out there, and craft those timely responses.
0: I think that's a really good point If your business is within a certain field, there's going to be some sites that are more relevant to you than others. Mm -hmm. So Yelp, like you said, would be really great for restaurants, maybe not as good for a preschool or for other businesses that are getting reviews. But Facebook, I'm sure, would be a really good tool for reviews for a school. So when you're trying to get your hands around all the places where you need to be looking at your reviews, I think that's an important first step is knowing what are the pages that really matter? Because we can't spread ourselves so thin that we're looking at everything, Right, it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned in your in your last answer that it's really important to craft timely responses. And so I wanted to ask you, when you're responding to reviews, particularly reviews that are negative, what are some best practices that you use in your daily work?
1: Yeah, hiding behind a computer screen screen people can feel empowered to voice their opinions (laughs) and it can feel like a dagger to the heart sometimes when those are negative um so my biggest advice is that once you read that review don't respond immediately um obviously you want to respond in a timely manner but i suggest you take a deep breath marinate it on for a second and then craft your response um and i want to emphasize that you always want to craft a response um Unless the reviewer is commenting something that's completely untrue, which you can fight and you can report and have deleted, um, you're always going to want to craft a thoughtful response. Um, You know, if someone actually had a bad experience at your business, you can't fight that. So you need to bite the bullet and craft the best response that you can. Um, and when you are crafting those responses, I think having a list of several um, well crafted key messages about your business will really help. Um, you know what makes your company awesome, so use those aspects about your business to offset a negative review, um, but at the same time, come at it with a plate from a place of, you know, empathy and understanding. Um, Don't try to be defensive in your responses. So use those key messages to defend, but at the same time, don't be defensive.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's key. And I think the stepping away is is the important part that allows you to do that. Mm -hmm. Because I know, we'll talk about restaurants since that's a lot of your clients. I can imagine Even when I make something at home, I'm very sensitive to how, if we're having guests or company, how they respond to our meal. And so I can only imagine if you're a chef or maybe you're an owner and you have somebody respond and it's like, my cocktail was terrible or my appetizer was served cold and it wasn't exactly how it was described. I I understand that that could be
1: upsetting. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to respond with that emotion because that won't lead to anything good. So, yeah, even though you're in your feelings, take a step back and... Um, craft that response when you're ready. So negative
0: reviews post the biggest threat to your business's reputation. And so it's obvious that you want to respond
1: to those first. But is it in your practice to respond to positive reviews? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Um, That's a big accomplishment for your business because, you know, it's a bummer. Mm -hmm. Most people who are going out and reviewing are those ones who have something negative to say and they just want this outlet to complain. So when you do get that positive review, um, that's great. That means that that person is really passionate about your business and you want to go out there and thank them for taking the time to share their thoughts um, with, you know, the digital world. And I
0: think, too, that What you said is important, and I can't cite statistics, but you are so much more likely to leave a negative review because I don't know if it's this natural instinct for us to warn others, like, hey, this was not great, don't spend your money here, (laughs) but I'm not as likely to come into the office on Monday morning and say, I had an amazing meal at this restaurant, you need to try it out, Mm -hmm. but I will surely tell you if it was was horrible. (laughs) So when you're responding to positive reviews, is it a simple thank you or is it a more drawn out response or does it just depend upon the review?
1: I think it depends, but it doesn't have to be long, I don't think. I would do a little more than just a thank you exclamation point, you know, <laughs> but uh, make it a little more personal than that. But just a one sentence, maybe speak to what they said. So if they said, I loved this dish, talk a little bit about that dish. And, um, you know, next time you come in, pair it with this, you know, so make it a little more thought out. Um, but then on Facebook, if, you, if it's a simple review, you can just give it a love or a like. Mm-hmm. I think that's enough. Um, but, yeah, I would do a little more than just a simple thank you. So when you're
0: crafting those key messages to respond to reviews, both negative and positive, talk with me a little bit about what that does to help allow other members of your team to address those comments. Because I imagine that kind of gives you a standard path to walk down. Whereas if I'm a business owner and one of my, maybe my head of staff is responding to a review and I'm like, whoa, we did not approve that. Those standard messages could help Yes. track those responses in the right direction when you can't respond to everything as the owner.
1: Right. Absolutely. I think you do need to have those people that you can trust to respond for you. But going back, I think it's important for them to have that extra set of eyes. So if they are crafting these responses, have another person look at it, not just for grammar and spelling errors, but for the tone of the message. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, for sure. That's important. And I think that tone is so
0: important and kind of goes into what I wanted to talk with you about next is how do you bounce back from that bad review. So you've seen the review and you've responded, uh, is it an immediate correction to the person that's responded? So say they had a, had a terrible appetizer and they left a comment. Is it, let me give you a free appetizer and bring you back in to show you that we've improved? Is it internal reflection or a case by case basis?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's important to really look at the content of the review first. You know, as much as we love to think that our business is operating at its best and we're all doing our best, um, the reviewer left those comments for a reason. So take note of the points that they made. Some that may have some merit. And if you need a course correct, then you need to do that. Um, and yeah, when it comes to addressing what you're going to do from there, I think it kind of depends on, I mean, it depends on your business. if all you can do is apologize and admit fault, then sometimes that's enough. But then sometimes, yeah, if you're a restaurant or an entertainment business, um, you can offer a free meal or a free service in exchange for that bad experience and that might you know, rectify the relationship.
0: So I can imagine if you're doing this every single day and hopefully your business is not getting negative reviews every day because I think that that points to a bigger problem. Uh, but how do you grow that thick skin in, in a world that's really cyber negative, The digital space is all about cancel culture and uh, kicking people out. And I know that we've seen instances in Memphis where a business was receiving negative reviews, not for the quality of their product, but because one of their employees made a terrible decision on the Internet. And so then the business is now being attacked because that person holds suspect beliefs or has done something obscene. So how do you grow thick skin in this cyber negative world and how do you actively make decisions on the internet that can prevent you from being a victim of cancel culture?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard because people, like you said, can be brutal online. Um, If I come across a negative review about my client, I even get in my feels sometimes (laughs) and I can get upset and defensive. So I can't imagine actually being the owner and reading these negative comments about your business. and you know those first reviews that you respond to will probably be difficult. Um, difficult not to be defensive and combative, but um, you know you're not going to win everyone over all the time. Everyone has their own mm-hmm. ways of communicating, their own goals, their own tastes. Um, so you know respond in a way that's going to make your company look the best it can, and what's going to make you feel the best you can. Um, but our strategy when responding to reviews is. To craft a response, not with the mindset of um, being right, but with the mindset of trying to resolve the Mm -hmm. situation. So, you know, come in it from a place of understanding, um, acknowledge the reviewer's point, but, you know, at the same time, um, reinforce your company's key messages. So, does that look like an apology? Because I
0: can imagine that sometimes saying an apology is almost an admission of guilt or does it look more like a, hey, I understand where you're coming from? Yeah, understanding, I think, if you word it correctly. Okay. So I wanted to kind of wrap this all up with a discussion of what are the actual best practices from your experience to responding to reviews? So these could be key phrases that you use typically or just general tips that you give all of your clients on how to uh, respond
1: to online reviews. I have five. Okay. Um, So the first one, definitely personalize the response. Um, Try to address the commenter by his or her first name if you can. Um, On Facebook, that'll show. On other sites, it might not. But if you can, um, try to do that. Try to directly address the certain points that the commenter made instead of just copying and pasting a general response. And then if you're comfortable with it, sign the review as coming from your owner or your CEO. That just makes it a lot more personal. Um, So just personalizing the response as best as you can um, helps. Um, And then two things I've already mentioned, always reinforce your company's key messages and never come off as defensive. Uh, Use positive words instead of negative and you can literally Google positive words and negative <laughs> words and you know, use those to craft your response. Um, the most important one, like I said, we're a PR firm, so proofread, proofread, proofread. Um, always have someone else look over your response before posting it. Um, here at Obsidian, we have a really good editing process and we have at least three eyes look at it before it goes live, so you wanna do the same. Um, and then the last one, just don't take it all to heart. Uh, you know, Take it as an opportunity to grow. So I kind of wanted to shift gears, and this is something
0: that I have experienced personally, and I wanted to ask you if you've experienced and then have you talked through maybe some examples without naming any businesses. Has working in this industry changed the way that you feel about
1: leaving reviews for experiences that you have as a consumer? Oh, absolutely. I would much rather now, and I have before, sent a direct message on Facebook or on Instagram if I had a bad experience. I had a bad experience at a boutique one time, and I just direct messaged the um the boutique. They never responded to it. So I was like, okay, never going back there. But um, yeah, no, I, will, I don't think I'll ever leave a um, public review after responding to the several that I have for clients. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll just go directly to the source.
0: I have I have the same feeling and just knowing how painstakingly hard it is to come back from bad reviews unless something was egregious. I am not going to leave a bad review, but I am going to reach out because if you have the right customer service parameters set in place, you should be able to field those customer complaints before it ever needs to go Mm -hmm. on the internet. Mm -hmm. And there are times when reviews do need to be on the internet, but... I find more often than not when I'm looking on Yelp as a consumer or maybe on the open table when I'm trying to book a reservation for a group of people, I'll look and it'll say one star. And the first line says, food and drinks were great, but service was
1: slow. And I'm, like, shaking my yeah. head because I'm, like, that
0: really well, did impacts. You go on a
1: Friday night at 6 p.m. right know, So, yeah, you can't really trust that. Yes. And it
0: really impacts how people look at that business because if I see they have a three-and-a-half star, I'm, like, well, do I want to bring my friends from out of town here? Yeah. But you never know if that one waiter or waitress had a just a bad evening mm-hmm. or if they were in the corner and just kind of got forgotten about, mm-hmm. you know? And so it has completely changed the way yeah. that I respond to Absolutely. situations. It's interesting. Awesome. Well, that's all that I had today. So thanks so much for joining me. And keep listening to Off the Rock on the Record. This season, we're talking about all things customer service. So doesn't matter if you're a restaurant, a law firm, a school, we have tips and advice for you. And if you have any ideas on future topics that you'd like for us to cover from the public relations and communication world, leave us a comment either on SoundCloud or on iTunes. And if you're feeling so inclined, and this is appropriate for this episode, leave us a review. Uh, we're hoping for five stars, but... Uh, Whatever you feel we're worthy of, we'll take it. So thanks so much.